You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. We often talk about Emma Stewart a lot uh, on Mobile Rolling because that stable have got so many good horses. And Chris, I was just looking at the fields here for the program Melton on Saturday night and gee, they've got some firepower. How many horses did you count there, Steve? Oh, There's a few going around. Incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. So they completely dominate this Vic Bread series across all age groups, two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-olds. They've even delved into the trotters as well. So huge numbers coming through tomorrow night for that stable. And it's going to be something similar uh, with the Breeders' Crown coming up later in the year as well. So... They're certainly to the fore and they've been able to dominate the heat so far. So semi-finals tomorrow night, 12 races. They're all semi-finals of the Vic Breads, two-year-olds, three-year-olds and four-year-olds. And then we'll have the big finals coming through next week. But mm. it's extraordinary the firepower they possess. Chris, I'm just looking at Emma Stewart's stats on the website, Australian Harness Racing, uh, 41 years of age, of course. She trains with Clayton uh, Tomkin, but... 3,037 career wins, 114 Group 1s, 44 million the horses have won uh, in mm. prize money, 35% um, win strike rate, 42 the place. So some interesting yeah. stats there. Jared Daffy's with us. And just quickly, Steve, uh, one of the first people that uh, she spent time with, uh, you know, learning the craft of training horses, the legendary Peter Manning. So uh, that was one of the uh, the first stops oh, okay. uh, in her journey. So, yeah, unbelievable stats, no doubt. Jared, good morning. Chris and Steve, actually, just on Emma Stewart, if I can go back to last Saturday night, obviously that terrific coverage, sat there in thrall with it all night, but, it, it, gee, it makes a difference when you've got uh, a coverage like that and experts tipping. I can't tell you how many people told me they had something on in Cypher because it got a bit of a push from the team there. So and plenty Mr. of happy Barsby, winners. Thanks up. very much. Sorry? And Chris, he was raving about it Saturday morning. He, well, I missed that. I missed that. Well, mm. that's even more. But plenty of people backed in Cypher last Saturday night on the back of uh, the tipsters tipping it. No doubt that would have been a huge result for the tab, Jared. The, the favourite oh, goes was, under. Yeah. 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 So. yeah, it was. And, and of course, uh, in regards to the, those behind it in the market that were each way chances, like the Lost Storm, Catch a wave, you know. You can always get bets each way for those type of prices. You know, four fifty, six or seven dollars. So all in all, it was a pretty handy result. Yeah. So the Eureka's come and gone for 2023. No doubt they've got a lot of improvement to it for 2024. But between now and the end of the year, Jerry, there's still so many features. So we've got this Vic Bread Super Series race night coming up next week. Uh, the Victoria Cup, the Derby, the Oaks, that's not far away. A host of trotting features. I think Noms closed off this week for the New Zealand Cup. A couple of Aussies there as well. Swayze, uh, Loyalist, Spirit of St Louis, they're all there. The Inter-Dominion staged here in Brisbane, December 1 through to December 16. And we've got some Perth features still to come. There's a lot of good racing between now and the end of the year. There is. Well, the Victoria Cup, I think, is five weeks away tomorrow. Uh, that market leaped to fame at $1.80. Now, Catch a Wave looked like uh, pulled up with a few issues after last Saturday night. Uh, he's out to 450. Rock and Roll Deal was hard not to be impressed by what he did. He's eight into five. The rest are $11 or better in regards to the... Uh, the Inter-Dominion. I'll just quickly get that market up. Leap to fame. Last time I had a look was $2. Uh, and it is 
currently at, of course, that's the 16th of December. Dollar 85, rock and roll deals mm. do seven, catch a wave nine, the rest are 11 or better. So he's five to win the two features, leap to fame. Yeah. Yeah, no surprise. He was just enormous in defeat last week. I, I don't want to keep harping on it and being an apologist for him, like he got beaten in the Blacks of Fake, had the wheel issue. But just last week, the times they ran, and to be as brave as what he was, it was extraordinary, the performance. Oh, I think that's a career-best effort from him last week. That was just stunning. Yeah, well, obviously you're not the first person that knows what they're talking about that said that. Uh, and it's quite interesting... Because that race had so much coverage, and obviously uh, he's the media darling at the moment, Leap to Fame, there's a handful of people that that know as much as I do, which is not a lot, about harness racing, said, oh, gee, he was disappointing. But, you know, Joe Public can't really grasp what times mean, particularly on that mm. bigger track like that. So, yeah, everybody who, uh, who knows anything at all said um, it was a huge run. So it was a huge run. Yep, absolutely. Let's focus on the weekend's features, and we've got a few tonight. Melton have a meeting tonight. It's a good meeting, and then they've got that Vic Bread semi-final action uh, card tomorrow night. So we'll start with a few of the features there. We'll go to race three. This one for the Trotters, the RC Freestone Trot, and it's a field of eight, but it's a, a good betting race here. Uh, I'll go down the page. Agret four dollars. Visionary at four forty. Anywhere Hugo forty one. Brandlow Prince forty one. Chinese Whisper eight. The Penny drops twelve. One overall three thirty. And Mufasa Metro three dollars. So he's the favourite. Mufasa Metro three dollars. Can you give us a lead? I can. Uh, there's four clearly in the market here, and it's the one that's the fourth favourite at the moment, which has been the move. And our Visionary opened at eight. It got into six. That happened in the first three or four hours of betting on Wednesday. Now into $4.40. So that's a pretty decent move. Uh, there was some sort of interest in one overall, four into 3.30. Mafasa Metro's remained at that $3 quote. And Egret uh, is the same at $4. But good money there for number two, Visionary. OK, Anton Galino, Nathan Jack, they had a day out uh, earlier this week. Race four tomorrow, uh, tonight, I should say, at Melton, confusing myself. This is the Group 2 Caduceus Classic, open-class performers. The scratching is act now, and for those wondering, the reason why he was listed as the emergency, he was a late nom, so preference given to those that nominated uh, by the original deadline. Favourite here, Better Eclipse. He's on the back up from last week, $2.15. Uh, next in betting, Bulletproof Boy, three ninety, six fifty Curly James, uh, eight dollars Vanquish Stride Helliver at nine dollars. So the favourite, Better Eclipse. Now, just on act now, it was a uh, dollar ninety into a dollar eighty-five. It was first emergency, as you said, but because it was an emergency, there are no deductions. So basically, the market that we're dealing with now is a pure market, and Better Eclipse uh, is another one that's shortened up noticeably. Chris, it opened at two eighty, uh, was into two twenty early this morning, and now just updates again at two fifteen. So it's really the only one they want. Their bulletproof boys are drift to three twenty out to three ninety. Bit of interest for Halliver, uh, for John Justice, number two. It's been 14 into nine, but uh, plenty want to be with that favourite there, Better Eclipse, number nine. OK, a couple of good races over in the West tonight from Gloucester Park. We've got the uh, the, the Westbred Classic Finals here. They're Group 2, $100,000 features. Race four for the three-year-old Phillies. Clear favourite here, August Moon, $1.25. Zephyr and Next Best, six fifty, And then $10, Our Lady Jen. So a clear choice here, August Moon. 
Yeah, no real movement to this market. That's what price August Moon opened up at. You normally get an indication whether you might be able to get better if they have a little bit of a push early for you know two or three others in the market. Sometimes the fave gets out. That hasn't been the case here. Dollar twenty-five, rock solid. Okay, the Colts and Geldings is the following race, race five. Never ending, the reigning two-year-old of the year in Australia. He went under for the first time last week, finishing third behind Louis Dior. He's at dollar sixty. Skylord 420, 9.50 Magnus Victor and Louis Dior, the horse that uh, beat Neverending last week, a $12 shot. Expected to bounce back, opened at $2.30, never ending, got into $1.70, that was yesterday. Uh, this morning, $1.60, just looking uh, that there's no interest in anything else there. Most of them, uh, a lot of them are actually double their quotes, so um, $1.60, that looks like the going, the going rate for tonight, never ending. Okay, the free-for-all at Menangle tomorrow night is race number two and uh, the clear favourite here is number three. Hi, my name is Jeff. He went blistering time first up uh, for the new stable, $1.40, so he's expected to score and score easily. Typo comes out of last week's Len Smith Mile, four twenty, and that's just about it, Jared. so it's one-way traffic here. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, $1.40 unmoved. There's been a sprinkling for a few others there. Number four, our money, our money rocks, 34 into 17. And also number seven, Gordon's Bay, 15 into 10. The second pick in the market, Typo, four out to 4.20. But unmoved that fave. My name is Jeff. OK. And give us a lead here with the final race at Albion Park tomorrow night. This is the Open, but it's a stand start. Uh, Tennyson Bromack, 11. Go Lightly, 13. It's Mr Clooney, 260. Tizza Sizzler at 7. Glen Eagle Warrior, 7. Colt, 31, 5. Miracle Moose, 5. Max Shard, 11. Small field, 8 runners. Difficult race. Favourite, it's Mr Clooney, 260. I like these ones that firm up on the stands. Uh, gee, they're hard to beat. So it's unmoved at 260. Uh, the top two are little drifters. Tennyson Bromack, 9 out to 11. Go lightly, 11 out to 13. Tizza Sizzler is the one here. Uh, Chris, $11, now $7. Uh, the ones below it have been pretty stable in the market. Glen Eagle Warrior at 7. Colt 31.5. Miracle Moose, both at, uh, both of those still at $5. So no movement. Favourites unmoved, but the one they've latched on to early, Tizza Sizzler, number four, 11 into 7. Is he going to feature in our multi for the weekend, Jared? Uh, well, he can. He wasn't going to, but he can. <laughs> He'll add value. i just put him in. Oh, well, he will. <laughs> well, actually, there was already a bit of value anyway, but um, we'll throw him in. Right, eh? Hit us with it. We'll start off tonight. Gloucester Park, race five, number nine, never ending, currently $1.60. Uh, Melton, race three, number two, visionary at four forty. Uh, race four, number nine, better eclipse at two fifteen, And we will throw Tizza Sizzler in. It's a long wait. Albion Park tomorrow night. Race nine, number four, Tizza Sizzler at $7. So that will be a good price. OK. I can add something to it. Not a great deal of value tonight, but the best tonight, Jared. Cool and Kid. Race six, number 10. So that's the first leg of the treble. It's a quaddy leg. Just anchor him. He's, he's in very good form, and the form out of his last start victory is really strong. So he'll continue with his winning ways tonight. Nathan Dawson in the bike. If we get around $1.60, I, I think that's really good value. Okay, yeah, well, he's currently a dollar fifty. You might be able to get better than that. Uh, Nathan Dawson, 
I don't mind that combination either. Nathan Dawson, anything at all. Yeah, he is in super form. He's had another huge week five on, what, Monday night? Yeah. Uh, yeah um, uh, Wednesday night, and then he had a double well, maybe again he yesterday. Went, maybe he might have gone off a little bit light with that 365 winners. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fascinating to see what the final number is because it's a, a huge pace that he's setting. It's a good talking point as well. Uh, mm. Chris, before I go, um, we put the market up last night for the Yonkers International. Now, uh, Brittany Graham tells me that this will be around about 5.15am on Sunday morning. So just check the time out for that. But we've done a bit of business on it. Uh, Ed Nant is the favourite, number two, at $3.80. Obviously, the Australian connection here, Aldebaran Zeus, drawn out in seven. Opened at 13 out to $15, but plenty of interest in that one already, and no doubt there'll be a good coverage on Sky leading into that race on Sunday morning, our time. Nice and early. Steve's just getting home at that time. Yeah, he's a party boy. Yeah. I'll, I'll be just getting up. Get out. I yeah. get up at midnight, went to bed at 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice and early. Sunday morning, Yonkers International Trot, Aldebaran Zeus, Chris Alford driving, number seven. Be a good story if it wins. Hopefully right. it does. Too right. Hey, Jared, appreciate the time. We'll chat again next week. See you, gents. There's Jared Daffy from Tab. You can check out those prices and much more by going to the website, tab.com.au. Let's get the good oil for the weekend. Ryan Spice, not sure if he'll be cashed up after the Eureka last week. Let's ask him. He joins us now. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you? Very well. Was it a strip out for you last week? Uh, no, the week on a whole made a small profit, but uh, yeah, certainly the Eureka race was uh, a bit of a cop it on the chin and move on. Okay, okay. Are you looking forward already to the Eureka for next year? Uh, absolutely, Chris. The festival yeah. they put on for that race meeting was excellent. It's now the, the benchmark. Um, certainly a few little tweaks that they can uh, perhaps make for next year. The 36-hour delay from barrier draw to barrier reveal was just a day too long. And the other point that I would consider strongly changing is switching the distance from 2,400 just to 2,300 just to make that start so much fairer while the race is at Menangle. Okay. All right. Let's find a winner for the weekend. Where do we go? Where's your best bet? Chris, feast of good racing uh, around the nation this weekend. Um, but we're going to stick at home. I like in race five, number seven, Deus Ex. Nathan Dawson takes the drive for Jack Butler. This fellow needs no introduction. He finds himself in a band two to four race over 2,100 metres. He had two really good solid trials in his first before his first up run a couple of weeks ago. It was a really good flashing light run. He attacked the line. I think wherever he can go, he's forward or back here. He is clearly the horse to beat. Okay, so race five, number seven, Deus Ex. Is there anything else across the weekend that we can focus on? Yeah, Chris, the race before, uh, we've got the Trotters Mobile Mile. Really good race, this. But I'm intrigued by the newcomer from New Zealand, Majestic Lavros. Matt Elkins takes the drive for Taylor Gillespie. This fellow's intriguing. He's uh, had a couple of really solid trials, dropped a 56 half in his last trial. He's had a career record of 48 starts for nine wins and nine placings, and he's earned over 140K. I think uh, if they go up an, an acceptable price, he, uh, he might just be an auto bet. OK, so race four, number three, Majestic Lavros, first up from New Zealand, and then race five, number seven, Deus Ex. They're the two plays for the weekend. Yeah, mate, give them strength. 
All right, perfect. I appreciate the time. We'll chat again next week. Cheers. There's Ryan Spice joining us. Let's check in with uh, Andrew Spagnola now from the tab. Andrew, good morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, listeners. So Ryan's given us a couple for that meeting at Albion Park tomorrow night, uh, the Trotter Majestic Lavros and then Deus Ex. What about this final race? You've got the market up here. Jerry just outlined there was a move already for Tizza Sizzler. This is not an easy race. No, it's not, and uh, great to see Stan starts, in, in my opinion, um, bringing, and in this case, it, it's evident, it brings them all together and, and probably makes the field, particularly from a betting point of view, a lot more open. My thoughts are, and I'm a little bit surprised we haven't laid him, that uh, leader Peter controls the, the, well, has holds the key to the race, and that being if, if that horse, it's Mr Clooney's able to lead, he's pretty much unbeatable or, or takes a whole lot of beating in this sort of race under these conditions, should he not lead, I don't believe he can win, and therefore it's a super super open race. So as far as the betting goes, it has been fairly quiet, but he's a sizzler. He could be the beneficiary of what happens up front early if he's able to get a nice peg run, and perhaps that's why punters have, have led to him. Okay, so many of these are coming out of that race last week, the mobile start race where Future Assured dominated. But I think you're right, the start's crucial here. If it's Mr Clooney, pings away and finds Tom, he's easily the horse to beat. Yeah, he's a deceptively quick horse. He obviously takes a little bit of driving, but his last half's in front are rather next level, particularly over a bit of distance. And, and for that reason, if he was to find the front, he'll take no end of beating. And if he doesn't, um, it's, it's race on. Okay. I've got to touch on last week. I asked Jerry just moments ago about the Eureka. No doubt a win for you guys. Be honest with me here. Was there a little bonus from uh, the, the tab hierarchy that uh, the favourite went under and uh, the winner went off at big odds? Well, as I alluded to, the bonus was I still had a job on Monday. So <laughs> oh, that, was, that was a good way to start the week. Uh, unfortunately, I believe one of Australia's best race callers gave it a, the winner a big talk up on the Saturday and that took a bit of a gloss. Uh, perhaps took the bonus away, so to speak. Um, there's still a great result for the company. Um, disappointing for Leap to Fame fans, no doubt. But the winner was spec, um, and well done to everyone that, that found her. And in the end, she probably had one of the best form lines going into the race, particularly with Rock and Roll Do getting the job mm. done. Yeah, it's a really good point you raise. So just with Leap to Fame, beaten far from disgraced. In fact, he was gigantic running second. So with these futures markets that you guys have got open, the Vic Cup and the Inter-Dominion in particular, uh, it's expected that he's going to target both of these races. Does he have a, a, a vice-like grip on both of these futures or are you just prepared to sort of gamble a little bit with him now that he's been beaten in those two big races recently? Yeah, good call out. Uh, he's definitely by far and away the most popular for context. He's already accounts for 80% of the hold in both books. So both the Vic Cup and the Inters, which I find particularly surprising regarding the Victoria Cup, as one would have assumed he wouldn't have been targeted perhaps to this race. He has had, particularly in comparison to your Leap the Fames and the Lost Storms, a lot more racing. But good on Grant if he if he is to go and sharing this great or this magnificent horse and potentially a true champion with with all of Australia and it'd be great to see him start on the night and for that reason we we're sort of sick of taking chances with him we've turned him off and it's not they're not um, false flux or or us jumping at shadows he's already a decent loser in both. 
Okay. The New Zealand Cup, that's not too far away as well. November 14, I think Noms closed this week. Three Australian nominations. Swayze, the Blacks are fake winner who beat Leap to Fame. Loyalist, Spirit of St Louis. So it'll be interesting to see if they make the trek across the Tasman, but it looks like it's going to be really open the Cup this year. Yeah, definitely. A great spectacle um, on my bucket list as far as travel to, to get to. I personally love any Australian horse being in the race, but even more if they've, if they've got a decent chance and our punters gen generally gravitate around them, which is great to see, a bit of Aussie spirit. In this case, we, we would have three live chances off that list you just read. So looking forward to, once those noms are finalised, getting those books updated and hopefully um, seeing some Aussies on the day. One final one before I let you go this morning. Uh, Jared mentioned the Yonkers International Trot. So this is coming through at the crack of dawn on Sunday, I think around 5 o'clock. You've got the market up. Jared said there's some keen early interest already. The Australian representative is Aldebaran Zeus. The champ, Chris Alford, will take the drive for trainer Brent Lilly. So this is going to be an interesting little uh, race on the, on the Sunday morning. Yeah, it's a bit shame, a bit of a shame the timing. Otherwise, I'd, I'd be very excited, and I'm sure a lot of punters uh, would be perhaps more engaged um, turnover-wise. On, on paper, I think Zeus is up against it. He'll, he'll have to live up to his name and um, be Herculean to get the job done. I think the Ententon, if that's how you pronounce it, the, the French horse or Ententon, it, it looks very hard to beat if it handles the track. I, I believe it's got history of galloping in this race last year from memory and in general the smaller tracks haven't been to its liking as you probably notice over there they race on much bigger tracks and generally over a longer distance uh what makes this race really interesting apart from the obvious international flavor is a lot of the america the americans only race over a mile in general so for them it's their first time over 2000 meters so it does open the race up, the fact that it's a 2,000-metre uh, race on an 800-metre track and literally the best trotters in the world. So it's a great race, great concept, um, good on Yonkers and great to see an Aussie in it. Unfortunately, the draw is going to be a massive hurdle, but hopefully it can do us proud. Yeah, well, that might just help him, the fact that it's an extra 400 metres. Uh, the 2,000 compared to the mile, that just might suit him better than a few of these other trotters. Yeah, definitely, and he's... Uh, from what I've seen of his preparation, he's really he's come on since arrival, which is probably no mean feat and something that we shouldn't take for granted. So if he's on the day in a spot where he was fortunate enough to get into due to an early early burn up front or perhaps a galloper in midfield, then he could he could surprise. And he he does seem a, I don't want to jinx him a pretty safe trotter as well. So you never know. Mm. It'd be interesting to see how they sort of come away from that race, win, lose or draw, when they compare Aldebaran Zeus with Queen Alight of the stablemate. So that'll be a talking point after that race is run and won. I appreciate the time this morning. Looking forward to chatting next week because it's going to be the Emma Stewart Clayton Tonkin show with all those Vic Bread finals. Looking at their numbers tomorrow night, they are absolutely stacked and I'm sure they're going to have really big representation in all of those finals next week. Yeah, spot on, Chris. We'll, we'll have a uh, Emma Stewart offer up. It's generally popular every week on the amount of winners she'll get. So the, the mind boggles, but I'm assuming even money um, for her to get four-plus winners, which sounds incredible given the talent um, on show tomorrow night. And naturally, the, the mobile rolling offer, it's just unprecedented levels of, of popularity. It'll, it'll be back for another week as well. Well, we've got a strike. We've got a strike. So <laughs> it won't be far away. It's coming. It's coming. I appreciate the time. We'll chat again next week. No dramas. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Chris. Bye.
There's Andrew Spagnolo from the tab joining us. Like I said, if you want to check out any of these markets for the weekend or the futures, just go to the tab.com.au website. You'll be able to find them all. Let's find a winner for the weekend. Bronte Neuenberg joins us each and every Friday morning from sulky.app. So if you haven't downloaded this uh, new system, make sure you do. It makes form easier and fun when you're analysing all of the harness form. Bronte, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Hey, what were your thoughts on the Eureka last week, first and foremost? Oh, I thought it was so exciting. On our Sulky App ratings, it was one of the best-rated races this season, and I love to see that on our ratings, Leap to Fame and Speak the Truth were the second and third best-rated horses in the race. So it just shows the quality of horses in Queensland at the moment. Yeah, no doubt about that. The mayor came out on top in Cypher, yeah. but the, the, the run of Leap to Fame was just phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. Racing in the chair and going those times is just almost unheard of. And I think he lost definitely lost no admirers in that run. Yeah, absolutely. What race do you want to focus on this weekend? I'm looking at the Mayor's feature at Menangle on tomorrow night. I think that's race four, the Norm's Daughter Stakes. Yeah, named after a great mirror, former Miracle Mile winner Norm's daughter. So how do we pull this race apart? The current favourite is Tay-Tay. She's drawn the outside. She's at 250. But what do your ratings come up with? Yeah, I think it's all going to come down to the start. If you look at our gate speed ratings, Tay-Tay and its Ebony and Ivory just have blistering gate speed. And I believe that it's Ebony and Ivory has a massive advantage there because the horses drawn inside her only have fair gate speed unless they improve significantly on their recent gate speed form. Okay, so, so she's... Once the race, she's, yeah. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I was just going to say, once the, they find their orders, I think that's when we kind of know the outcome of the race. But the best-rated horses on our system is... There's a very close first and second between Tay-Tay and Total Diva, and then Little Bliss and its Ebony and Ivory are the third and fourth best-rated horses. Okay, so just looking at those horses then, there's some value there. It's Ebony and Ivory, six fifty, Little Bliss, $9, Total Diva, 26 and Tay-Tay, as I mentioned, the favourite, two fifty. Yeah, definitely. And if Tay-Tay doesn't manage to find the front, which I do think that she has every chance to because of her patterns and her ability, I believe the race does actually become quite open and I, I definitely will be having some place bets in this race. Okay, so is there anything else in that race that we should be looking at as well uh, uh, after the ones you already mentioned? Yeah, so I was looking at the swoopers in this race and obviously Tay-Tay has a brilliant swooping last 400, but in just in general, she's got the fastest quarter time. But Stella Arden recently, out of recent performances, has shown the best last 400. So if she gets, lobs herself in a nice position, I can really see her flashing home. Okay, so how do we attack this race? What what are you suggesting then? I really like... I feel like Tay-Tay may be too short if you're just wanting to back someone for a win, but I just love Total Diva, Little Bliss and its Ebony and Ivory as place chances or even value win places. I think they if they find good positions in the run, then they'll be the horses that are making Tay-Tay vulnerable late. All right, well, we'll take the tip. Hey, Brody, as always, really appreciate the time. We'll catch up again next week. Thank you so much, Chris. Have a nice afternoon. You're still there, Bronte? Yep. You've given me an earworm with one of your selections. There you go. Classic song. Chris, you wouldn't remember that. <laughs> no, I'm a bit young for that one, Steve, mm -hmm. so... Paul McCartney. Stevie Wonder. Darren Clayton and Noah.
No, you got <laughs> he, me there, he, Steve. He's saying Darren's old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not that's even a nice 30 start yet, for a Friday. Yeah, that young. Okay. Yeah. Seems like you've been around a while with your knowledge base. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a fair whack to start the Friday. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move on. Righto. Let's focus on Albion Park tomorrow night. Where do we find your best bet, Darren? Yeah, well, there's a few there that I'm keen on tomorrow night, but I thought if in race three, horse number three, Merry Dancer, um, mare trained by Narissa McMullen, got good gate speed. It's got to win over the 2100 at Albion Park, three starts back where it was able to lead and, and run along a nice pace. This is a, an extended uh, stakes mare's qualifier. Um, it's not overly that strong at the moment, um, and I thought Mary Dancer, she gets every opportunity there from gate three to, to zoot across, find the lead, and take them all the way. Race three, horse three, Mary Dancer. Okay, so three by three, your best bet. Now, that's interesting because Narissa's got the two runners in that race, Mary Dancer and Arco, and they're probably going to be the two uh, top fancies as far as the market is concerned. Uh, with weekend winners that's available on the harness.org website, I spoke with both Narissa and Matt, so you might need to check in and hear their thoughts about uh, that race tomorrow night. But you're going with Merry Dancer. What else stands out for you tomorrow night? Yeah, I thought uh, one race earlier, race two, number 10, Big Shadow, um, despite the second line, this is a very winnable qualifier. I think the, the main dangers are drawn off the back line. And Big Shadow, he couldn't have been any more impressive on Tuesday where he won over the 2100. Um, he's getting plenty of racing at the moment. He was a good winner, three starts back. And then last week was, uh, you know, he's given a, a pretty tough run and wasn't that far away franked it into Tuesday with a big win over the 2100 despite the gate 10 I think he should be too strong again race 2 horse 10 big shadow ok big shadow so looking at it uh, for tomorrow night you've given us big shadow and merry dancer that's races 2 and 3 Ryan's given us race 4 number 3 majestic labyrinth and race 5 number 7 deus ex we're rolling here tomorrow night yeah well that that's hopefully the plan I think there's plenty there and um, you know roll that all into the last because I'm pretty keen on it's Mr Clooney I think um, hearing Andrew's thoughts there and um, I think he just needs to step away and I think if he finds the front if he steps cleanly he will be in front he's off that front tape and um, he's got a pretty handy stand record of late his win three runs back found the front it was a mobile start 54-4 last 800 that just put it out of chase out of reach for all the chases um, he he lobs in front here, he can do the same thing again and uh, he can control that race. So, um, yeah, maybe there's another one. Maybe we will be rolling in it. So race nine, horse three, it's Mr Clooney. Very keen on his chances. OK. I've got to ask the question. We were talking earlier about Nathan Dawson and this uh, frantic pace that he's setting. How many have you got for him tomorrow night as far as your on-top selections? Uh, on top, I originally had him when I was going through. I thought uh, he'd be the driver to follow, but he, I just he just got pipped for the for that um, for that rating. But I've got him on top in race one with Dark Terror. Um, I've got him. Uh, his next one, I've got him on top would be Deus Ex race five. So there's two, 
and I've also got him on top with uh, Funny Face in the trot race number four, four. That is, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, race four, Funny Face. So I've got him on top there for three. So um, also got Narissa McMullen on top for three. So okay, so I'm tipping Narissa's the driver to follow. Narissa's the driver to follow. Just Pip Nathan. I just think some of her other pickup drives um, are will be uh, right in the money as well. But, um, yeah, anything can happen there. But I think Narissa can dominate tomorrow night, And but Nathan won't be far behind. But he just, he's finding winners left, right and centre. And, um, you know, they're not all one-dimensional. They're, they're from the back, they're from the front, they're from the stand, they're the trots, they're, you know, they're from everywhere. Even the one yesterday, he was in behind the leader and the leader rolled up the track. He was able to dart through and score. He... Um, He's formed a good association of late with Diego Delgado from uh, uh, Melissa Kendall. Got it home from back in the pack. So, yeah, he's uh, he's doing it all at the moment. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And that first race you mentioned, you've got uh, Dark Terror on time, one of Nathan's drives. It, it's a good quality race. There's good prize money up for grabs there. Big Skew is the little unknown sort of horse in this race. He was scratched recently. Gate speed, you know, likely to be crossed here. But... Uh, it still looks like it's going to be a really competitive race. Yeah, it certainly does. And I think um, I think just Dark Terror, I put him on top. I think he just might have a little bit more versatility to call on. He can work if needed. Like you mentioned, Big Skewy, likely to get crossed early. Um, pocket the cash. He was It was a super training effort for, from Narissa McMullen to have him win first up last time out and a really strong last 800. He's got no favours tomorrow night from out in gate 12, but uh, Nathan Rothwell picks up the drive using the concession claim. Um, if he if he improves off that first up run, well, he's going to be right in it as well. And you've got talent to spare tucked away. Well, while the 2100 might not be at her best, um, if she can settle in the run just tucked in behind the speed, well, we know how, how fast... Uh, um, a quarter she can peel off so she won't be far away as well I just think Dark Terror he just gets probably uh, a few more options and a little bit more versatility to call on Okay, speaking of Nathan Rothwell two good concession drives for him tomorrow night you just mentioned that runner in the first pocket of the cash Eloisa Dale is a good uh, concession drive as well Yeah, certainly and, and uh, I've got her on top it was a big run from her um, in Tuesday company sent around from the second line uh, sorry, Tuesday it was last Friday night. Um, sent around to the front and uh, just kept the power on all the way. Um, you look at her time; she can certainly carve out a mile. And uh, despite gate six, um, she's certainly got every opportunity to repeat it there. A few of these other runners in that race might just struggle. Um, don't discount old Gwyneth P though, Chris. She might be running on late. No doubt, no doubt. So uh, we'll watch with interest there. So race six, number four, if you're looking for the long shot, it could be her night tomorrow night, Gwyneth P. It's only a matter of time, isn't it? Yeah, we might be broke by the time we get there. But <laughs> it'll come. Speaking right, of which, might as, well, might as well is another one who's just been running some huge races, just can't seem to get any luck. And she's drawn in between Eloisa Dale and Gwyneth P in that race. And um, she's placed four of her past five. Um, she's got the hoof well and truly on the till as well. She just needs it, the right setup, and, and she'll be winning a race, that's for sure. Yeah, I think it's a good race to play that race tomorrow night, race number six there, so we'll focus on that one. Um, the, the dashboard, is that up and running right now? 
Yeah, certainly is. And uh, like we said, Narissa McMullen, the driver to follow. Um, if you're on a leader, you like to back a leader, well, I think two of Narissa's can lead and win. Last time, Joe in race seven, Mary Dancer. Uh, Mr Clooney just needs to step, as mentioned. It's interesting you say that uh, that race six looks a good exotics race because I've, I've highlighted that race as well, Chris. I think if we stand Eloisa Dale out, and uh, work the numbers 1581458. I think we uh, will snare some of that exotic money. All right, beautiful. Nine races tomorrow night. We kick off at 5.49. So it's a good program coming through at the creek tomorrow night, no question about it. So uh, another busy week coming up. We've got Harness Racing at Kilcoy on Sunday and we're back into it at Albion Park next Tuesday. Hey, Darren, appreciate the time today. Enjoy your weekend and we'll touch base again next week. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks, Chris.